Now we are tying in with the Kelly Support Group podcast called This Hong Kong Life. Here's a new episode. You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the authentic voices of our local youth, sharing their thoughts and feelings of growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to season six. Our theme is "Things I'm Proud Of." Hello, welcome back. It's Renee here again. Today we have our guest Nazri here. Hey, Renee, how are you doing? I'm doing great, actually. So, okay, let me introduce Nazri. So, you grew up as a third culture kid in Hong Kong, and today we're also going to go over how Nazri became who she is today, with going through a series of crises such as identity crisis and personality crisis. So, I'll pass it to Nazri and let her share a little bit more about herself. Thanks, Renee. Um, I'm so happy to be here on the podcast. Thanks to Kelly for giving me this opportunity. So I hope in the next few minutes, to the listeners, uh, you get to know me a bit better and get to know a bit more about you know the crisis and the personality crisis that Renee just said about. So um, about myself, I am Nazreen. So I am a Tamil Muslim, born and raised in Hong Kong. So. Most of you might have heard the term Muslim, so that means I follow the religion of Islam. And Tamil is actually a term we use to call ourselves if we're from the southern part of India. Um, not many people know about this because when you hear the term like Indian, you think uh, we speak Hindi or you know we're North Indians. Actually, India is very diverse, and I come from a state called Tamil Nadu. And we speak Tamil, so in that case, I'm a Tamil Muslim born and raised in Hong Kong. I think the last part is very self-explanatory. So um, that's me. Uh, more about my childhood. I actually went to a local primary school and a local secondary school, so I've got some survival Cantonese in me. So I can speak a bit of Canto, English, Tamil, and then I also learned how to read and write Arabic because of my religion. From there, you can already kind of put it together. Like, okay, this girl knows a lot of languages, and then that later develops into like um, a crisis, which we will talk about more. Wow! Thank you for telling us your background. I really do see the the third culture. It's not even third culture. It's multi-culture in you. <laughs> and growing up alongside the Hong Kong local culture, it leads you to who you are today. So you said you're going to tell us a little bit more about our crisis. Can you share <laughs> about it? It sounds so interesting to me. So, um, you know, summing up my. Experiences. I have to call it a crisis just to put a name on it. But if I really were to, you know, go deep into it, I call it a beautiful growing experience because it makes me who I am.、Um, being a Tamil Muslim in Hong Kong meant that I had to balance my cultural, religious values alongside the Western values in Hong Kong. So at home, I'd be learning to read and write. Tamil, Arabic, and English, and at school I'd be also learning English, Chinese, and you know, learning the mannerisms of Hong Kong people, which meant like you know having learning different slangs and learning to buy you know yutan and you know kaitanzai, all these different things,、um, and also loving spicy food at, at home. So there was this like beautiful mix of different cultures in me, and I thought that that was very normal because. Different 
not just myself, but there were other ethnic minority kids who were also doing the same. But um, I only realized that this was actually quite a huge responsibility when I went back to visit my extended family back in India. So we do this every summer to visit my um, aunts, my uncles, my grandma, grandpa. And then I realized that kids back there were having it much easier. All they had to do was learn the language and make sure to learn the you know, religion and have the religious studies. And I was here breaking my back with English, Chinese, and different stuff. So then this was just a small observation I made. And then as I grew into my teenage years, moved into secondary school, um, you know, as every teenager goes through puberty and goes through a lot of series of self-discovery, I found that this sort of like part of me that holds a lot of languages kind of developed into me developing lots of different personalities to fit with different groups of people. So for example, with my Chinese friends, I'd be speaking in a weird Chinese accent and, you know, having Chinese snacks. With my Tamil friends, I'd be like very religious, very like strict, shy girl. And then with my siblings, it was completely another story. With my parents, completely another story. So um, throughout my teenage years, it just became very exhausting to balance all of these aspects of my personality, balance all of these different aspects of my values and my beliefs. So as I went into uni in my year one, seeing that how people are actually expressing themselves and their dressing um, made me question like, who actually was I? Because I saw many hijabis, so people who were hijab and seeing many people who were like dressing very, I don't want to say outrageous, but you know, very, they, they, they were dramatic, right? And I wanted to just find my place and I was just wondering like why haven't I found this voice yet right let me relate to you Nazri yeah. I actually have a very similar experience as you even though I'm only 16 mm -hmm. but I've like lived internationally my whole life uh having this multiculture in my genes and also my legal documents has made me who I am today I'd say like I do realize like how fitting into a culture can be hard especially when you're not like actually from that culture or have no relations to it because like when I first moved to Hong Kong, I was clueless about a single Chinese word and then I was like struggling a lot in terms of like getting along with the locals, I'd say, because when I first moved here, I went to a local school and people in the local school, surprisingly, it was a special one because people speak Mandarin in that local school. So I guess it was better. But then moving on, living here longer, I realized that Cantonese is the only language I need to know here. Mm -hmm. So then I actually had a really hard time and also speaking with a weird accent <laughs> and also talking about how the personality crisis part when I communicate with like different friends I will have like a different personality just to actually please them and mm -hmm. make them feel comfortable around me so I actually totally agree like with what you said oh mm -hmm. uh, so I heard you were talking about how like bring out like the voice in yourself like I feel like believing in yourself it's really really important mm -hmm. so do you have like any suggestions to people who need to find a trust towards themselves that have faith in themselves? So um, to come to my advice, to a suggestion, I want to share a bit more about that journey, that self-discovery journey that I had. So when I was 20, actually before I was 20, I gave myself that deadline that I wanted to figure out who I was and what my values are. So 
I also remember at that time where I had, you know, different groups of friends and I would mold into those different personalities. I had no inner confidence, no self-esteem. I mean, I did have some self-esteem, but it was just way below. I wouldn't have any sort of standard for myself. I didn't have any dislikes or likes. Everything was what others said. So that just molded into like this very fluid person that I was. So for me at that stage to have a deadline in like three months, figure out who I am was really crazy. So at that time, I remembered that I actually have something which is very constant in my life, and that is religion. In my childhood, I know that I've always loved God. I used to pray, I used to read the Quran, I used to fast along with my mom, and those were such fun times. But along the lines of growing up, becoming a teenager, wanting to be accepted, I kind of forgot that uh, side of me, that spirituality side of me. And so with that three-month deadline, I was like, God, help me. I knew that God was always my constant. And, you know, throughout my years of exploration and, you know, trying to be something, he never let go of me. He always took care of me. So I was like, okay, God, I'm back here again. Help me find who I am. So in religion, in any religion, actually, you have a set of rules. Uh, this, you should do this, you shouldn't do that. If you follow this, you'll have a better life, blah, blah. So I just followed those basic things. And then slowly, as I started practicing, I actually started wearing the hijab quite late in my life, like three years ago. So as I started practicing prayers and hijab, I realized that my values also were changing. And not changing, actually forming, because my perception of beauty had changed because I see that when women wear hijab, when women wear the niqab, the face covering, they are not here to show it to people. They don't get validation from others, they get validation from themselves. They take control over their bodies. They take control over the fact that who gets to see them and who doesn't. And I think that's very powerful because you get you get to have that say over yourself and comparing my life before 20, I didn't have that. I just became who everyone wanted me to be. So along this journey of self-discovery and being more intentional with my religion, I've had friends who um, supported me through this and also some friends who left because I was no longer that people-pleasing person. And that's okay because you know in life you gain a little and you also lose a little. Um, to those friends who are listening, I want to say huge thanks for always sticking by my side, even though I was going through huge change. And maybe I'm not the same person, but you guys always were there and just cheering me on to make sure that I never am feeling alone. So thank you all. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Thank you, Nazi, for joining us today. Bye. Thanks for listening. Hope you all have a nice day. Thank you for listening. This Hong Kong Live is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you, nominate yourself or friend to share next. Drop us a note at hklife at kelly.org. See you next time.